Even if you fall on your face, you are still moving forward. Victor Kiem. Violent Vice contains graphic and or explicit content, which may not be suitable for some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Violent Vice. My name is Audie Griffith, and today we have a lot going on here, a couple of life updates, a couple of plugs, and we just want to thank you guys so much for listening and sticking with us. Um, I know we've been gone for a little bit, so it's nice to see ya. Um, anyways, so you might be wondering what's been going on and why we had to kind of postpone a couple episodes. Well, as you guys all know, life tends to happen and well, Matt and I are moving across the country to Nevada in, uh, in May. So it's, it's pretty quick and there's a lot going on with that. So I apologize that we haven't been able to release episodes on the regular like we normally do. If you guys stick with us, stick with us through May, we will be back on the regular then, and it should be a lot more easier to stay in touch with you guys. So again, I apologize. There's just a lot of work to do, like searching for apartments, moving everything we have, all that good stuff. So thank you guys for your patience with me, and that is amazing that you guys are still listening. Um, now you guys also may be wondering, where's John John? Well, John John's a little under the weather today, and it's been a little while since we released an episode, so we wanted to give you guys at least a little mini-sode here to kind of fill in the gap between episodes, and today we will be covering Tesla conspiracies. So, guys... This is just awesome, and there's a lot going on here, and I will get into the bigger ones, deeper ones another time, but I just wanted to cover a couple of the quick small ones that I have mentioned throughout the last couple of Tesla episodes. So this one I know Jaja knows about because we've kind of dropped it on at least the last episode, and it's actually been confirmed after the Freedom of Information Act in 2016, but it's Tesla's missing files. Now, what I'm about to read comes mostly from the History Channel and the five-part series they did on it, and it's actually pretty good to watch. Both Jaja and I have watched it in the past. So, where Nikola Tesla was found dead in January 1943 in his hotel room in New York City, representatives of the U.S. government's Office of Alien Property seized many documents relating to the brilliant and prolific 86-year-old inventor's work. It was the height of World War II and Tesla had claimed to have invented a powerful particle beam weapon, also known as the Death Ray, that could have proved invaluable in the ongoing conflict. So rather than risk Tesla's technology falling into the hands of America's enemies, the government swooped in and took possession of all the property and documents from his room in the New Yorker hotel. Basically, this is just kind of a thing... This was all bequeathed to Tesla's nephew, which we'll kind of get into here in a little bit. And Tesla's nephew was aligned to certain parties that the U.S. government didn't agree with. And so they kind of wanted him to not get these files in case they were to be turned on 
America's enemies at the time. So what happened to Tesla's files from there as well as what exactly was in those files still remains shrouded in mystery and ripe for conspiracy theories, ha ha ha, which we are talking about today. After years of fielding questions about possible cover-ups, the FBI finally declassified some 250 pages of Tesla-related documents under the Freedom of Information Act in 2016. The Bureau followed up with two additional releases, the latest in March of 2018. But even with the publication of these documents, many questions still remained unanswered and some of Tesla files are still missing. Three weeks after the Serbian-American inventor's death, an electrical engineer from Massachusetts Institute of Technology, MIT, was tasked with evaluating the papers to determine whether they contained any ideas of significant value. According to the declassified files, Dr. John G. Trump reported that his analysis showed Tesla's efforts to be primarily of a speculative, philosophical, promotional character and said that the papers did not include new sound, workable principles or methods for realizing such results. Now, if you guys remember from the past episodes, Tesla wasn't really detailed in what he wrote down. He kept most of it in his head until he was able to build it. So this kind of makes sense and keeps up to Tesla's character. The scientist named undoubtedly rings a bell as John G. Trump was the uncle of the 45th president, Donald J. Trump, the younger brother of Trump's father, Fred. He helped design the x-ray machines that greatly helped cancer patients and worked on radar research for allies during World War II. Donald Trump himself cited his uncle's credentials often during his presidential campaign. My uncle used to tell me about the nuclear before nuclear was nuclear, he once told an interviewer. Me being me, that sounds a lot like something Trump would say. Um, Anyways, at the time, the FBI pointed to Dr. Trump's report as evidence that Tesla vaunted the death ray particle beam weapon didn't exist outside of rumors and speculation. But in fact, the U.S. government itself was split in its response to Tesla's technology. Mark Seifer, author of the biography Wizard, The Life and Times of Nikola Tesla, says a group of military personnel at Wright-Patterson Air Force Base in Dayton, Ohio, including Brigadier General L.C. Carragie, had a very different opinion of Tesla's ideas. Carragie was the first person to ever fly a jet plane for the military, so he was like the John Glenn of the day, Seifer says. He said there's something to this, this, the particle beam weapon is real. So you have two different groups, one group dismissing Tesla's inventions and another group saying there really is something to it. Then there's the nagging question of the missing files. When Tesla died, his estate was to go to his nephew, Sava Kosnovic, who at the time was Yugoslavia ambassador to the US. Thanks to his familial connections with Serbia's most celebrated inventor, Tesla. According to the recently declassified documents, some some in the FBI feared Koznovic was trying to wrestle control of Tesla's technology in order to make such information available to the enemy, and even considering arresting him to prevent this. In 1952, after the U.S. court declared Koznovic the rightful heir to his uncle's estate, Tesla files and other materials were sent to Belgrade, Serbia, where they now reside in the Nikola Tesla Museum there. And yes, I do want to go to this if I am ever in Serbia. But while the FEI originally recorded some 80 trunks among Tesla's effects, only 60 arrived in Belgrade, Seifer says. 
Maybe they packed 80 into 60, but there's a possibility that the government did keep some of the missing trunks. For uh, the five-part history series, The Tesla Files, Cypher joined forces with Dr. Travis Taylor, an astrophysicist, and Jason Stapleton, an investigative reporter, to research the missing files and seek out the truth of the government's views on the death ray particle beam weapon and Tesla's other ideas. Despite John G. Trump's dismissive assessments of Tesla's ideas immediately after his death, the military did try to incorporate the particle beam weaponry the decades following World War II, see for sets. Notably, the inspiration of the death ray fueled Ronald Reagan's Strategic Defense Initiative or Star Wars program in the 1980s. If the government is still using Tesla's ideas to power its technology, Seifer explains, that could explain why some files related to the inventor still remain classified. There is evidence that Franklin D. Roosevelt's vice president, Henry Wallace, discussed the effects of Tesla, particularly those dealing with wireless transmissions of electrical energy and the death ray with his advisors, according to FBI documents released in 2016. Along with the same line, Seifer and his colleagues in the Tesla files uncovered the role played by Vannevar Bush, whom FDR appointed as head of the Manhattan Project in evaluation of Tesla papers. They also looked at the possibility that FDR himself may have sought a meeting with the inventor just before he died. By visiting some of the key places in Tesla's life, from his laboratory in Colorado Springs to his vast living quarters in Hotel New York here, to the mysterious wireless tower he built in Ward and Cliff, Long Island, Seifer, Taylor, and Stapleton sought to unravel some of the mysterious surroundings celebrated by the enigmatic inventor. They also traveled to California, where some of Tesla's other groundbreaking ideas, many of which were seen unrealistic or even crackpot during his own lifetime, now fuel some of the most dominant industries in Silicon Valley. Although some of his more sensitive innovations may still be hidden, Tesla's legacy is alive and well, both in devices we use every day and the technologies we will undoubtedly play a role in our future. Tesla is the inventor of wireless technology. He is the inventor and has the ability to create an unlimited number of wireless channels, Seifer says, of the inventor's lasting impact. So radio guidance systems, encryption, remote control robots, it's all based on Tesla's technology. So kind of digging into this a little bit um, with Trump's involvement and the dismissive versus, like, yes, it's still an impact or whatnot. If any of you guys have heard of Project Pegasus, which is another conspiracy theory that we won't get into today, but um, if you do want to listen up on it, I believe it's episode 102 and 103 of And That's Why We Drink did a pretty good job explaining it. This article kind of ties into that and makes it a little bit more believable, in my opinion. So overall, a true conspiracy theory proven true after the release of Information Act, and I kind of wonder what they are still hiding today. So this next one, I do have to say, is very conspiratorial. I kind of think it's more Edison and their feud, but uh, this one states that J.P. Morgan was the one to set Nikola Tesla's lab on fire. So... J.P. Morgan wanted Dr. Tesla to sell all of his patents to him and his business so that he could maximize his gains further. He was willing to pay Dr. Tesla rich returns for the same. 
Dr. Nikola Tesla realized that the consolidation of the patents in the hand of such a monopolistic tycoon would mean that its benefits would never reach the common man. Hence, Dr. Nikola Tesla refused. Morgan was not a man to let go of insult. With this refusal to sell the patents, Dr. Tesla had now snubbed Morgan thrice. Dr. Nikola Tesla was habituated to work late in his lab. Once immersed in his work, he used to forget time and even skipped his meals. One night, he was similarly busy working in his lab when an impulse made him want to leave the lab for dinner. As he dined, there came a knock on the door. A messenger had arrived with the news that there had been an explosion in the building housing Dr. Nikola Tesla's laboratory, and everything had been destroyed. Tesla ran throughout the street to where all of his dreams, visions, works, patents, and his memories were housed, but in vain. The fire brigade was dousing the flames and nothing remained. To the greatest monument to the technological advancement of mankind had been wiped off with no time. The totality of his technological achievements was burned into vapor. All that remained was Dr. Nikola Tesla himself. Was it Dr. Nikola Tesla's refusal to grant his patents to Morgan that resulted in the blaze? Was it the fallout of the War of the Currents between Edison, J.P. Morgan, and Tesla? Was it any other adversary to Dr. Nikola Tesla who did it? Or was it just another accident? No conclusive evidence to the end exists, and time will keep its secrets. The next I've heard of, and, you know, it would make sense for the time, but it was that Dr. Nikola Tesla was murdered. This conspiracy states that Tesla was murdered by powerful bankers from the U.S. because Tesla's project to provide free energy to the world was not convenient for their economic interests. And this one I can actually get behind um, just because of everything going on in the time. The second conspiracy says that Tesla was murdered because some people thought he had advanced studies to create WMD, which I'm not quite sure what it was. Um, One thing that cannot be denied is Nikola Tesla had a brilliant mind, and he developed several interesting projects which were decades ahead of their time. But the nature of his inventions, military intelligence circles, or giant corporations could be interested on Tesla's projects. Just a... Reminder um, for another conspiracy theory, we did talk about the extraterrestrial signals Tesla received from outer space. Those were the rhythmic pulses emitting from a star that came in radio waves, and that was confirmed in 2019 by NASA. So, yeah, that's kind of it for the small conspiracy theories. But again, I do want to shout out to, and that's why we drink. They did amazing coverage on episode 102 and 103 of Project Pegasus, which could be some of those inventions that, you know, were why he was killed and all that stuff, if you believe that Nikola Tesla was murdered. And I just find that Nikola Tesla's later life is covered in mystery and there's a lot of speculation going on there. Um, And I can't personally wait to see what the future holds and what can all be uncovered about this really intelligent man. So guys, with that, I'm going to sign off and we'll see you guys next week. Thank you for listening to Violin Vice Podcast. Cover art is by Audie Griffith. Music by Annabelle Reback. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Violin Vice Podcast or on Twitter at Violin Vice. That's V I L E A N D V I C E. No ampersands here. If you want to help support the show, please do so on PayPal at violinvice at gmail.com or 
are on Patreon at patreon.com backslash Vice to keep the spooky stories coming. Thank you.